Well, the Chicago Bulls all but officially done with free agency. We're going to kind of talk about, evaluate, look at the moves that AK did make and what could be next for the Chicago Bulls as they have one, possibly two, roster spots left open. We're also going to talk about the Bulls running it back with slight changes and dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. But with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for the day. First up, the Chicago Bulls free agency is all but over, basically. When you look at the Bulls, after signing Iota Sumu to a three-year, $21 million contract and Erlop Bitsum to the last two-way deal that the Chicago Bulls had left open, the Bulls now have one roster spot open, two if Carly Jones' contract is not guaranteed. So what does that mean? With the Bulls sitting slightly below the luxury tax now at this point, without, uh, without you know, uh, going over that, the Chicago Bulls are simply, they have, only two spots left open for veteran-level contracts. So that means that a vet minimum player is coming back to the Chicago Bulls. Now, they may hold on to Carly Jones, considering that they already have uh, him in the building, but you never know, especially if the Bulls look and they want to kind of have more size at the back end of that bench. Carly Jones could be you know, non-guaranteed as well. But overall, that's where the Bulls sit right now. We sit slightly below the luxury tax. We still have a lot of our mid-level exception to be able to use, and we have a full biannual exception as well with the disabled player exception coming in on top of all of that. What does that mean? The Bulls still have assets and avenues to be able to add to the team if they choose to do so, right? But the fact of the matter is, as we're a a team that does not go into the luxury tax, it's not looking likely that the Bulls are going to be spending any of that, at least not right now, to really go into that luxury tax area. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe I, I hope to be wrong on that. You never know. We may see something change mix up and then the Bulls do uh, use either one of those exceptions if what you know AK said is true but ultimately the Bulls are pretty much done with free agency that's it they're done they don't they don't have the open they don't have the open roster spots we have one left we don't have the room underneath the luxury tax where I think we sent right now a little a little over two million dollars uh below the luxury tax that's it that's what the Bulls have to operate in and so if the Bulls are going to to use that it remains to be seen but more than likely, a vet minimum signing is coming. That may be Rudy Gay, maybe Javante, maybe bring uh, DJJ back, maybe even a Jermichael Green, right? Those those are kind of the players that the Bulls have left to really add to this roster with the, with the space that they have available. You know, they're not going to probably make the huge deal or anything like that unless it's a complete change in mindset and methodology for the Chicago Bulls and they do just go over the luck, go into the luxury tax. But that doesn't seem very likely, so it is what it is. The Bulls are primarily running the team back with slight changes when you look at adding Javon Carter, Torrey Craig, and the Bulls are very well hoping that those signings pay off. When you look at you know, even potentially putting both of those guys in the starting lineup, what they bring with point of attack defense, what they bring with shooting, could help balance some things out. Hopefully Patrick Williams does show enough as well in training camp to really be ready to have that starting power forward position, but Torrey Craig ain't going to let him get it easily, so... The Bulls are hoping that their their additions, the, the in-the-margins areas that they made, the smart additions that they made to this team with the three-point shooting and things help bring help kind of fill this team out a little bit more 
uh, than what it was initially. And so we're basically now starting off this season with an additional defender and shooter in Torrey Craig than what we had last season. And then we're starting off now with our Pat Bev replacement in Javon Carter rather than acquiring him as a midseason buyout, right? So that's where, where the Bulls are. They're, they're hoping uh, that those acquisitions pay off big for the Bulls. They're also hoping from internal growth from their young players, which we broke down on yesterday's video, asking which one of the young players is most likely to have a breakout season for the Chicago Bulls. But that's where we sit. That's it. And so um, the bigger question that now kind of my mind shifts to isn't just about the roster. It's now about the coaching staff, right? Is Billy Donovan going to coach and use this roster better to their strengths? We saw times last season where we just didn't. Is he going to trust players to be used, right? That's the thing. That's the, now the biggest question ahead of the Chicago Bulls is how much change and internal growth is going to come from Billy Donovan. I'm not ch- expecting Billy to change his whole system. I'm not change, expecting Billy Donovan to change his spots in a way, but I'm ch- expecting him to change the utilization, right? And that's what we're going to hope to see. Better lineups, better rotations, uh, letting guys cook when they are rocking and rolling rather than, you know, make these uh, substitutions that seem like you just have a time limit on certain players. Like, we want to see that. And that's where the coaching can grow the most. I don't know how much faith I have in that coaching change is coming from Billy Donovan because, once again, it's Billy Donovan. But I am hoping that, you know, that's one of the parts of this that can make the, the this puzzle all fit together as well, too, if Billy Donovan just has better player utilization. We'll see, man. I don't I don't really know ha- how high my hopes are for that because Billy Donovan is going to Billy Donovan. He's going to chew some bubble gum, and he's going to make bad defensive adjustments. That's just one of the things you can bet on with, with Billy Bubblegum Donovan. But ultimately, I guess we'll see, man. I guess we'll see. Uh, I still have hopes for a lot of the young players on the roster as well. Um, and ultimately, I like the offseason that AK has had. It's been a very smart offseason. Has it been the big blockbuster trade offseason that I'm sure some Bulls fans and basketball fans in general always want for their team? No, but it has been smart. And contracts have been pretty smart as well. But all right, let's go ahead and get into the mailbag portion of today's episode. We're going to get into this first voicemail, and this one is from Q. Hey, Hayes, it's me, Q. It's uh, been a while, but uh, I really hope you do use this voicemail because what I was thinking of, I find it a little bit fascinating. Um, so this off season hasn't necessarily been the most eventful. Hasn't necessarily been the the most intriguing. But the one thing about AK that I find very interesting is that he, you know, before he's mentioned we're in win now mode, you know, that he's trying to build a roster to help with winning now. And that's great and all, but it just seems like one of those situations where, like, his actions are not necessarily uh, matching with his words. It seems like this offseason, he's been very, he's been way more passive than aggressive. And usually when you're trying to win now and you're trying to build a team that can end, you're a little bit more aggressive when it comes to trying to get players. And it just seems like AK has been very passive uh, compared to a lot of other GMs uh, in the league. Uh, I, and, and to be honest, I think a team like the Pacers and the, their GM has done a way better job of really trying to build their team this offseason some of the trades that they've made. And not like those trades were unreasonable or unrealistic. I just think that in this type of situation, we have an organization that's constantly talking about they want to try to win now, but their actions are very docile, very passive in terms of trying to get people to help with that. Um, and, yeah, I, I just want 
to, you know, kind of pick your brain and see what you think about that, about how the actions are not necessarily meeting the words. And, yeah, wanted to say that. And keep up the good work, man. All right. So here's the thing. Um, I get what you're saying as far as, like, you use the Pacers. I don't know if that's the best example either. The Pacers literally what they traded for Chris Duarte and Obi Toppin, and that's really it. And I don't know if I look at the acquisitions of Obi Toppin and Chris Duarte much different than the, than the ones that the Bulls made. Yes, Obi Toppin, a much younger player, much higher upside than the players that we went out and got as well. But I don't know if I look at that and say, hey, the AK, like the Pacers were this super active, involved team. They did have a pretty solid draft, but they had draft picks to get that. And the Pacers already had a base too. So listen, Acme came into this offseason with only the mid-level exception to use. That's it. He came into this offseason much like he did his first offseason. We did not have true cap space. We just didn't. And in that, he found a way to bring in players that, that bring exactly what we need, right? And because of that, because of him finding those players and getting those guys that bring the mentality and the playoff experience and all those things that we absolutely do need, I don't know if I can sit there and say that, you know, he was, he was that passive at it. He just didn't have many assets at his disposal. Now, we talked about next offseason where AK can possibly have you know, upwards of $20 million in, in practical cap space, which then I absolutely expect you to be a little bit more aggressive. But but again, in what he had to operate with, again, making trades just to make trades, uh, it's not going to benefit your team if you have to send out bigger pieces to acquire things that help in the margins, right? And that's all that is. And I think that with the contracts that we now have and the deals we've signed people to, it's easier for us to be involved in those type of trades. So that's kind of my mindset on it. I'm not saying that you're in the wrong place because I completely understand where you're coming from. But, hey, let's hope that the, that the signings that we did make pay off in a meaningful way. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one is from Big O. What's going on, Hayes? It's Big O again, man. I'm calling in with a different topic on this. I actually meant to call this one in before my last message just got, you know, <laughs> When I thought about the thought, I just had to call it in. So now I'm back, you know, my original thought. Uh, what do you think of Killian Hayes? Uh, I know the rumors out there that Detroit guard heavy. They may be looking to move him. What do you think? Because I don't know if you can pull, if the Bulls can pull this off. So maybe you can educate me on this. Uh, first question, what do you think of Killian Hayes? Second question, can the Bulls use the DPE on him? Now, he's a restricted free agent. Contract after this year, which makes it a little one year deal, which I think will qualify for the DC. Um, but um, I don't know because he's restricted, you know what I mean? So I don't know if the Bulls can go for him. And if they can, wouldn't that be like a finesse way of the Bulls finessing the, the, the DPE where they can they can use it to get a guy and see what he looked like with them for one year? He have a good year, then they can re sign him next year uh, and bring him back. You know what I mean? Where it can work out for both sides, where, where if the Bulls ain't just using it for a young one-year rental for a guy to just walk away next year. You know what I mean? This a young guy. I think he's a good player. I think it's still some untapped potential. I think he got some playmaking ability. He's 6'7". He got a really – he got a nice three-point shot. He, I, he still needs some development, but I think he got a lot of what, um, you know, what I think Billy Donovan will like. I think he'll fit good in Billy's system, and he got the height. You know, we you know with the AK and, and Billy Love, six, seven guards that can play multiple positions, guard multiple positions. You know what I mean? So um, I kind of like the idea if the Bulls can pull that off because I think that will be a good opportunity 
an injury exception, and then sign him back next year for uh, you know as an unrestricted free agent. I don't like I said I don't know if it's possible, but enlighten me on that. Uh, either way, I do like the kid. I think he still should be a guy the boys to have their eye on in case they lose Io. So uh, yeah, keep doing your thing, brother. Uh, I'll be listening in and uh, talk to you soon. Go Bulls. Killian Hayes. Um. Here's what I'll say about Killian Hayes. Still a very young player. What I think he's still only 21 years old. Hasn't really had the stats that jump out the sheet at anybody or anything like that. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. That but he is a taller guard, 6'5", 195 pounds, uh, not quite the 6'7", you mentioned, maybe 6'6", with shoes on, something like that is maybe what, what you're referring to, but hasn't shot the ball well at any point of his NBA career yet. He averages an overall field goal percentage of 37% for his career, has not had a single season in which he shot the ball 40, higher than 40%. From three-point range, he's 27% from three. Here's what I'll say when it comes to Killian Hayes. I'm good, bro. Like, and I like not, and that's not to say that, you know, if the Bulls added him on like a back end of the bench, but ultimately, I don't see Killian Hayes much different than what I view, like an Io DeSumo or a Dalen Terry. Yeah, better offensively talented. He's averaged more points than them for sure, especially last season, I guess, averaging 10.3. But I don't know, man. I I there's a reason why Detroit fans are kind of over Killian Hayes. And I again, very raw still, 21 years old, still has more than enough time i'm not saying that he can't turn it around because he absolutely can killian hayes can absolutely still turn into a hell of an nba player the bigger question is now is that is the are the bulls in a position to really be willing to wait for that right we have so many guys that we're still waiting for their development we haven't developed i don't know if i want to take on another project in killian hayes we have our own first round pick next offseason let's get let's 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 worry about a project then is i guess kind of my mindset and thought process behind that let me know what you guys think on that, though. I-, I could be off my rocker again. I'm old. It is what it is. All right, let's get into the next one. This one's from Quentin. What's up, Hayes? This is Quentin from Let's Talk Bulls. Um, I just wanted to call in. Uh, I've been hearing a lot of people um, the last few weeks talking about the Bulls and their draft picks and um, just who they thought they should pick and how one person's a better pick over another person. And the biggest thing I think we have to look at is we all know Patrick Williams is talented. The man has a a basketball game, but the issue is his mindset isn't there. And that's not something you can just automatically tell. Um, I think as Bulls fans, we have to really sit back and think about what a player could be and that every player is not a guarantee. If Patrick Williams would have came out with a great mindset and he would have been scoring 15, 20 points a game, we all would have said the Bulls found the right pick and that anybody else that they passed on, they were smart to pass on. Um, I feel like this is just something that in hindsight we are looking back on and now we're saying that these people should have been picked over Patrick. But in the next two to three years, if Patrick does find that mindset, 
I feel like a lot of Bulls fans are going to start changing their mind and start talking about how he was the right pick. Um, so I think we just have to kind of really pay attention to how players play in the league and understand that not every pick is a guarantee. Um, let me know your thoughts on it. P. Will's mindset. Listen, that's the biggest thing. If P. Will can unlock that mindset, unlock that mentality, unlock that dog, a lot of things change for, for Patrick Williams. I like Patrick Williams. I don't like his skill set. I like what he brings. I like the potential and versatility he brings as far as how you build out the rest of your roster because he can fit on almost any roster. I like those type of things. But we need Patrick Williams to step up, period. And AK's talked about it. Hell, DeMar, uh, Zach have talked about it. Everybody knows that if you can get Patrick Williams to hit that potential, it drastically changes some things for the Chicago Bulls. It just does. The bigger question just is, is he going to hit it, right? That's what we keep asking ourselves. Is he going to hit that potential? Is he going to find that aggression? Is he going to get, get to the place of these things that we see these other young players in, in, in places at, right? We need to see Patrick Williams hit that. And I think, I still think he has the potential to. I just, at some point, every season that goes by, you don't hit that potential. That potential becomes less and less and less. And so eventually you just got to make that decision on he's going to be who he is. He's going to get to that at some point. I'm not saying we reach that yet. But we get closer and closer to that every, every season. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. You guys can let me know what you think down below. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Ed Edward. Brother Hayes, how you doing? This is uh, Edward Herring. So just watched your, uh, your episode of um, regarding who is going to have the breakout season for the Chicago Bulls, and I want to just touch on the topic of Patrick Williams. I think Patrick Williams, Patrick Williams has to be the one that has the breakout season. Um, but for me, it looks a little different than what you were speculating and what you were uh, hoping that we see from Patrick Williams because I don't see a situation where Williams is averaging 15 points a game for the season because that just seems like a little high um, given what we know about Patrick Williams and also given that I think that Zach, Way Zach Levine is going to have a career high in scoring and that's saying something because Zach Levine's career high in scoring is about 27 points a game. I think with Levine's going to uh, jump over that, you know, with the additions of J Javon Carter and Torrey Craig and, you know, and just because I think that we're going to have we're going to run more. Uh, but even but getting back to the original point, for me, what I want to see from Patrick, like you stated on, to piggyback off what you said, was more aggression and more assertiveness. I need to – there are too many moments on the court where Williams was on the court and we didn't really realize he was there. So things I need to see from Patrick in terms of numbers for this upcoming season will be, I would think, say, the ballpark of being closer to 13 points a game. Uh, that's a jump from 10 from last year. Um Six to, six to seven rebounds, but the biggest area that I want to see Patrick take a leap in, I want, for me personally, I want Patrick Williams to have 100 blocks and 100 steals in the season. To me, that will be the biggest sign of him being more assertive on both ends of the court. I think, you know, when we know when players play defense, sometimes they translate to their offense being better. Um, and I think that is the area that I, I want to see Patrick Williams take a leap in. 13 points a game, six rebounds. Maybe two or three assists. I don't see him getting four or five with the way that Vooch, Demar, and Zach you know, have a high usage rate, and also we're adding Javon Carter to that uh, to that uh, to that recipe. So more around two or three assists. But I want to see the 100 blocks and the 100 steals in a season. I think that would be great. That would put him in the arena of being an all defensive uh, category player uh, for the season. So those are my thoughts. Tell me what you think. See where it go, boy. I like what you, what you, how you laid out Patrick Williams having a breakout season, right? The 13 points per game, I can agree with that, right? If you're, if you're averaging and, and that defense is legit, 
and I like the point that you made of the 100 blocks and 100 steals, I definitely think that that could help, right? Patrick, overall, we just want to see Patrick Williams realize that he belongs on the court, right? Realizes that they can't stop you, bro. Like, we got to get Patrick Williams to that place of having that type of mindset. And until that happens, it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue to be questions around Patrick Williams. And I love Pat. I still, I still love the, the potential around him, the hype around him, everything. Like, I see so many flashes in Pat to be, like, this really solid to great, like, point forward at times. And so, like, he just has to be more aggressive. He has to unlock what's between his ears. Now, I like what I want to I piggyback off something you said in that voicemail, though. You think Zach Levine's going to average a career high in points per game next season. And here's what I'll say. If he's fully healthy, can stay fully healthy, having a point guard next to him in Javon Carter, that, listen, there's some potential for that. And I would love to see Zach Levine have that type of season, right? It's not all about points per game, but I do think that we people forget how prolific of a score Zach Levine can and has been at times for the Chicago Bulls. Ultimately, he just has to get to uh, have the team around him, but still get to that place of being an efficient scorer. That's what we need from Zach Levine. Be efficient, bruh. Just be efficient. That's what we need. And hopefully that's what we get from Zach as well going forward. I think we will. Um, I think that this team overall is going to punch well above its weight than some people are giving it credit for. And, you know, I love to see great seasons and breakout seasons from both Zach and Patrick Williams. And if that happens, man, that changes the outlook of the Bulls season drastically. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one is from Pablo. Hey, what it do, my boy? Yeah, man, it's your man, Boss Pablo, hailing all the way from the south side of Chicago, man. I know I'm a little late, but I had to get this mailbag in, man. I've been slacking. Work's been working me, you know. But look, I just called in because I just seen the news, bro. I literally just seen your post. We made a video talking about the Bulls have interest in Rudy Gay. Bro, I almost had a heart attack, bro. I am sitting in my car getting ready to pull off, and I literally had to scream out loud. Bro, Rudy Gay? No, bro. We don't need Rudy Gay, okay? We good on Rudy Gay. Great player in his prime. Um, you know, could go get a bucket. Kind of remind me of uh, a Joe Johnson in his prime. You know what I'm saying? Rudy Gay was not a slouch. He held it down for many, many years. Um, in Memphis, played a couple years for the Spurs. Um, Toronto. You know, Rudy Gay been doing his thing. But look, look at here. Acquiring Rudy Gay will be a, acquiring uh Demar Derozan 0.5, <laughs> not a 2.0, but a 0.5. The way I see it, we we do not need. Rudy Gay, we have DeMar DeRozan for everything that Rudy Gay could possibly bring to our team. Um, Rudy Gay is an underrated rebounder. I'll give him that. But Rudy Gay ain't guarding nobody. All right? My son is going to be two years old. I'm pretty sure he could probably get a bucket up on Rudy Gay, man. I'm just not trying to dog him. That's my dog. But, uh, yeah, man, I just had to call it and, and, and just let you know, like, Rudy, like, that really bothered me, bro. Like, what I don't know what AK is doing. I had high hope. Um, I had good aspirations for him. But now it seems like he just uh running around with a chicken with his head cut off. I will say I do like the acquisitions of Javon Carter. You know, he's a, a Shottown representative, so I salute that. Tory Craig was also a good pickup, sleeper, defensive prowess, um, 3 and D type guy can stretch the floor, and he's going to play hard. He bring that grit that we need. We need rebounding and defense, bro. Rudy Gay is not going to cut it, man. I appreciate the time. Hey, keep doing what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? I'm always locked in on the channel, whether it's with the Bulls or the Bears. You know what I'm saying? But uh, 
I'm going to holler at y'all, man. See Red. I can't wait for this season, bro. This is going to be a good one, man. I promise you that one. All right, man. Peace. All right, so here's what I'll say. And I'm just, uh, uh, again, do I like Rudy Gay as a player? Overall, for his career, he's been cool. And shout out to that man for staying in the NBA as long as he has. But I think ultimately for me, too, it's this. Um, Rudy Gay is the back end of the bench player. If we sign him, he's the last man on the roster, in the last roster spot. The bro ain't seen no minutes. So, Everybody, you need veterans on the back end of that bench. I can understand that if that's what the Bulls do. Am I saying that that's the move that I would love the Bulls to see and that's what's going to fix the rest of this offseason? No, but when you look at if the Bulls are bringing in Rudy Gay, they're just bringing him in to be the last player on the bench. That's it, where you can have some veteran leadership, where if he needs to get in the game occasionally, he can do that in crunch time, but that's what it is. He's the 15th man. And I think sometimes as Bulls fans, we hear these signings and these rumors and we ultimately think that, oh, that means that you're trying to play them a bunch of minutes. No, that's not what bringing in Rudy Gay would bring, right? They're just bringing them in, if they do, to be that last guy, that veteran presence, and somebody who, if they need to, could probably hit an open shot. That's my thought process. You guys can let me know what you think down below. But that's it for today's episode. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPodGmail.com. And lastly, you can leave a text message and our voicemail, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.